You're listening to Hell of a Business Podcast. Today we're talking about what defines a smart and a happy city, how Helsinki finds its way to be the most functional city in the world, how to balance the element of sustainability and who are actually the happiest in the smart city. I'm Sonia Malin and today I'm joined in the studio by Professor Dr. Sami Kasi. Welcome Sami, so great to have you here. Thank you Sonia, it's a pleasure to be here. You're a senior principal scientist and you're working on smart energy and transport at VTT, the Technical Research Center of Finland. This all sounds very exciting. What does a senior principal scientist do on a regular workday? Um, well, um, I'm a senior principal scientist, but I'm also a research team leader for smart cities and intelligent buildings. So a regular workday basically starts off with coming in the happy office and, you know, suddenly meeting somebody and saying, aha, you know, it always, um, I get goosebumps all over because I always learn, let's say, something new. And um, our main focus, um, if I talk about myself, in addition to, you know, leading and helping my team, is to look at smart cities and intelligent buildings from a holistic perspective, identify challenges And not jump to solutions. I mean, this is one thing engineers tend to do. But I like to look more at impacts. You know, in the short, medium, and long term, what would they be? And then based on this, um, to do some backcasting, some forecasting, and really help shape, let's say, cities, buildings of the future. VTT is a giant research organization. You have over 2,000 employees, right? Yes. And you have been with the company for over 20 years. Yes. So what drives, what motivates you? On a I think it's, it's, you know, the thing which I mentioned at the beginning, um, not a single day goes by. And, you know, I can swear on this like anything when I don't learn something new. And one of the great things about working at VTT, and I would even say um, working together with all our innovation ecosystem partners, is that... Um, It's very hard sometimes to get inspired the moment you get out of this environment. Because when you hear great stuff happening all around, you know, people say, yes, this, this, this. You suddenly say, ah, interesting. I know somebody who has done that already. Of course, Finns are not very good at, you know, marketing or publicizing. <laughs> so we know that's one reason. Or the other thing is that I know people who could do that. One of the great things of VHT per se is that we're one of the very few organizations that I know of in the world who can truly combine multidisciplinary expertise to create something which is totally unique and new. And this, you know, boosts business in Finland. Um, it creates impact monetarily, societally, you name it. And um, we do work a lot with um, our international partners too and international customers. So again, we are sending out lots of innovations from Finland to the world. One thing uh, many people perhaps do not realize that... Um, I think it's close to 36% of all innovations coming out of Finland are based on some form of VHD competence and know-how. I knew that in yeah, my heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised, exactly. You are probably very familiar with the vision of the city of Helsinki of kind of becoming the most functional city in the world. Yep. So in a nutshell, that means that things just should work. Yes. So let's say we reach that goal. So what's your opinion? Will it also result in a happy city and does this functionality equal happiness? Um, for me, yes. You know, many people, they talk about smart cities and for some, a smart city is a fad. And yes, you know, we have these rankings and stuff. But again, the most important thing for me is that everything should work. 
And this is one thing you find throughout Finland, and of course, mainly in the greater Helsinki metropolitan area, everything just works. And the moment you step outside and go somewhere else to, I mean, I won't uh, mention any names here, but you know, <laughs> other cities who trumpet themselves as smart, you say, hmm, something is missing. I like to use some words, you know, um, some almost like acronyms to describe smart cities. So for me, a city has to be sustainable. That's without doubt. It has to be manageable, without doubt. It has to be attractive. You know, it has to be resilient. Again, we are that. And then it also has to be transparent. And here, transparency is about decision making. So that's the smart part. From the city part, it see it has to be connected. And this is connecting not just, let's say, technology, it's connecting people. It is driven by intelligence. That's the I which comes in. It has to be tranquil, peaceful. And this is something, you know, of course, we find across Finland in general in the mindset. And last but not least, it has to be youthful. And by youthful here, it's um, more of a youthful, less, let's say, attitude. So um, how can we embrace change? How can we do things differently How can we take risks? How can we experiment? And this, you know, brings in all of this functionality and naturally drives happiness then. I mean, there is a reason, you know, why Finns have been, according to multiple classifications, called the happiest people on the planet. Mm, yes. I, yes. I mean, you know, the moment you say to somebody from this, say, really, are we really happy? But it's true. Yeah. I mean, when I leave Finland, I go to other places, you know, really nice destinations or whatever. Um, you do like it a bit, but then you miss Finland. Because in Finland, everything works. Even if you're not smiling from the outside, you're definitely smiling from the inside. <laughs> I hope so. So about the current situation, it has been very interesting, in my opinion, to see some of these global rankings, because Finland is, again, topping those, uh, you know, in life satisfaction, happiness, optimism about about the future. So... Um, well, take this one other ranking, you know, um, I'm sure you've heard about this one, um, ESPO. And again, this is the Helsinki um, Greater Metropolitan Area. It was recently ranked as the most intelligent community in the world. And this despite the crisis kind of that we are still keeping up with the rankings that we are, we don't stop our work. We don't stop our work. Um, and, you know, um, this is again related to this concept of Finnish SISU. So again, if somebody doesn't know that, please ask a Finn or look it up. See, so it's not easy to understand. So, you know, it's resilience in a certain way, but I would say it's intelligent resilience. And, you know, whenever there's a challenge, as people over here, we stand up to it. And one of the great things about Finland and, you know, this innovation ecosystems we have together is that we're not competing with each other. We actually collaborate. So companies who would otherwise compete at a market level, they're actively collaborating for the greater good. Of course, you know, everybody has their hidden interests and benefits, but we do a lot of stuff over there also. And being a small nation, everybody tends to know each other. And one thing I'd also like to highlight is that the greatness of this is that we have so many different nationalities working together. And, you know, you're not necessarily victimized um, for any reason. And when you pool in all of these brains, magic starts to happen. And last but not least, um, again, I would attribute this to Finland, not just the um, greater Helsinki metropolitan areas, that everybody is treated as a human being and as an individual. So you're not rated based on your education or your rank or anything like that. You're treated as an individual based on what you know. And this, I think, is one of the key hidden assets of Finland. 
And I recall a speech, um, an ex-Finnish president, Tarja Halonen, very close to my heart, she made many years ago on an interview on a TV channel. And they asked her, what are the three um, most valuable assets of Finland? And she said, people, people, people. That's and, great. you know, that really meant a lot. So technology you can create, you can buy. People you cannot. And when you bring in the people together, give them the environment to be creative, magic starts to happen. Cities become functional. Society becomes happy. Even though Finns, you know, we have the poker faces. We don't show smiles so much. <laughs> Sami, you have been involved in the Unilab project, uh, which I believe contributes to the development of smarter, more inclusive, more resilient, more sustainable cities. Uh, you also included co-creating solutions with locals. Uh, could you tell me about those? What kind of projects have you done? Yes, I mean, um, Unilab, um, it's an European Commission-funded project. And the main aim over there is How do we, together with society and relevant stakeholders, co-create, demonstrate, and implement nature-based solutions? So we have formed um, living labs. I mean, that is the main driver on how this happens. Um, we have cities like Tampere in Finland. We have Genoa in Italy, Eindhoven um, in the Netherlands. So these are the um, front-runner cities. And then we have many, let's say, follower cities. And... Um, There, the purpose is, you know, how do we co-create with relevant stakeholders to see what would be the right nature-based solutions to implement? So this is about nature-based solutions. So solutions which are inspired by nature, not just green solutions, but the added element is that they're co-created together with stakeholders. And since, you know, we are in Finland, I'd like to highlight the example of Tampere. Um, so, you know, they got into nature-based solutions. They've been very active over there. The great things is that not only were they having these interactive workshops and discussions with stakeholders on, well, how should we do this or stuff, they actually got kindergarten children involved. Now, that is not something which happens everywhere. So, you know, um, they got the children involved. The children are actually monitoring water quality. They have specific backpacks, go out and do things in nature. They have told the city, well, it's nice you're developing this area, But, you know, instead of this, how about having something like this where we could play or have fun? We'd like to run here. We'd like to monitor the water over here. We'd like to explore insects over here. So it's really, really fantastic. And this is where, you know, the role of people actually comes in. Sounds super fun and really exciting. Yes, for the oh, kids definitely. As well. Here at Greater Helsinki, we have a strong city as an enabler approach, uh, which means that the city support innovation. They support creativity from both entrepreneurs and The residents is this city as an enabler approach an important part of the smart city concept in oh, your def- opinion oh definitely definitely um because you know if um there is no engagement or enablement from the city things will just not happen and this relates to how open data is um, there's a level of trust can you um, trust the people who are governing the city what platforms the city is providing is it actually um, just taking feedback from let's say, the residents or the stakeholders, or is it engaged in an actually um, constructive dialogue? So, you know, how can we actually build and do things together? So definitely a city has to has to be an active enabler. Um, 
many years ago, we were looking at what would form, let's say, a smart city innovation ecosystem, or I would even say an ecosystem. And we broke that down into three core elements. So um, one was society, um, one was the um, environment, and one was the business. One of the strong elements was the society part. And over there, you have smart governance. This is where the openness comes in. And then you have smart people. And the key glue between these two is actually all about communication. If you look at the environment, you have two aspects. You have the natural and then you have the built. And here the challenge is, how do you make sure they actually coexist? On the business side, you have value-driven business. It's not just business, but business driven by value. And then you have connected services. So, you know, here it's about connectivity. In all of these things I've mentioned, you did not hear the word technology. And when technology comes in between, that actually enables this whole ecosystem to happen. I always believe that um, technology is not smart. It's the people who are smart. Technology may be intelligent, you know, it can improve over time. So you need to give technology to smart people to make um, informed decisions. Let's talk shortly about the concept of open data. The municipalities in the metropolitan area, they publish uh, all kinds of information on the Helsinki region InfoShare website. And my question would be, uh, have open data and happiness something in common? So why would open data help people to be happier in a city? Um, If I talk from the main fundamental level, um, the moment a city opens data to the public, it immediately is saying, I'm offering you the opportunity to trust me. So open data by anybody leads to trust from the other party. I'm, you know, I'm a strong believer about that. And furthermore, what happens is that based on this open data, it allows people to be creative, to come up with mind-blowing solutions. I mean, of course, we see apps and other stuff, but I know many people, you know, in Finland, um, because everybody in Finland, they love spreadsheets and everything. So they, you know, draw in this data, create their own metrics and charts, and it's fun. And the moment you can actually see real numbers instead of just a politician coming and talking, the trust is there. You know that this decision is actually based on certain facts. So open data creates trust, which creates happiness. Could this it, be it, one? I would say it contributes significantly to happiness. If you know that you are in a safe, trusted environment, I don't see why you would not be happy. I mean, I know in Finland, you know, we complain about millions and millions of things. And this is, again, Finnish nature. But the moment you step outside of Finland, you actually realize how blessed one is to be in Finland. Things work. Things work. There is trust. There is trust. And of course, there's VTT to bring great innovations (laughs) to all of you. Yes. Many people consider moving back to the countryside. This uh, is according to a recent survey. I think one-sixth of all Finns were thinking, at least, of this topic. So what do you think about this phenomenon? Could people somehow combine this dream and a smart city life in the future? Um, Yes. Um, I think, you know, um, people who do move a bit outwards, um, for them it's about connecting more with nature, not being overwhelmed, you know, with the lights and everything which is happening in the city. And of course, peace and calm, it gives you more time to be creative. But again, with um, the fast um, internet speeds we have in Finland, um, we are the leading nation when it comes to 5G technologies in terms of implementation, if not just you know development and for businesses, for individuals. 
So I don't see this, you know, as a disconnect in any way. I think um, increasingly, and we've noticed this in um, the current pandemic situation, that it doesn't matter where you're physically located. You know, it's about how do we connect our minds through audio, video, or other stuff. And I would not be surprised, you know, even in our lifetimes, that we will be virtually sitting in front of each other like we're doing now. But now we're real, but, you know, we'll be virtually sitting and communicating and things will happen. So I always like to leave the hardest, trickiest question as the last one. Okay. Are you ready? Shoot Sammy? me. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, when the Finnish national sports team, when they win any championship, what happens then in Finland is that people from all around the region, they, they gather in the market square and they go skinny dipping into the pool of one statue called Havis Amanda. Yeah. And this is, by the way, not recommended anyway. It's a piece of art, very fragile one. So, Sami, what would have to happen for you to do the same? That's a tricky one. I've been asked this question before a couple of times. And really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, once for fun, I said, yeah, when F- Finland wins Eurovision. So Finland did win Eurovision. So I said, okay, this is not going to happen, you know. Or like, you know, yes, if we win the ice hockey championships. Oh, yes, we did that. <laughs> um, That's a very hard one. Um, You know, if it were up to me, I could do it even every day. I won't do it every single day because... um. For me, um, as long as, you know, I have a peace of mind and I am happy, I would do it. But to be frank, maybe the greatest day for me to do it with, um, I have two autistic boys, 18 and 20 years old. If they go and perform in front of the president of Finland, I will definitely skinny dip. I hope to see you soon there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sami, thank you so, so much for coming. It has been a pleasure. Very inspiring. Likewise, Sonia. Always a pleasure. And as I said, you know, in this greater metropolitan area, not a single day goes by when I don't get inspired. Thanks to everyone who listened to the show. You can find us and subscribe to Hell of a Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all your fave podcast apps. And rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. And for any brilliant research ideas, do look us up. VHTResearch.com and come and, you know, talk with us. We do wonderful stuff. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.